Ten and a half years ago, Apple introduced Siri. Has much changed since then? We'll talk about the state of Apple's virtual assistant, along with some tips and tricks, in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Uh, Before I go any further, let me put away my iPhone, since we're going to be talking about Siri. And apologies to the audience for any Siri confusion this show causes. Uh, You might want to take appropriate measures to prevent accidental. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. As long as you've set up like, like, it's pretty good at not triggering when other people say it, but. I have a HomePod and two HomePod minis, and they're going to go off all show. So that's just the way that's going to have to be. <laughs> try not to say hey for anything if you're um, giving an example. But yeah, it's it's almost impossible that things are, aren't going to go off during this show. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't. Uh, but like as Jason said, we'll try and remember the context. Uh, it's really been, been 10 and a half years. It doesn't even seem like it's crazy. I guess, yeah, iPhone, the iPhone 4 or the iPhone 4S or something. I remember when Siri was an app before Apple bought it, and it was the coolest thing. And not many people really knew about it. They snapped it up pretty quick, and then the app, sh- if I remember correctly, it's been a decade, the app shut down. They pulled it from the App Store. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to leave this running for like another year until they bought Siri shut down the app, pulled it from the app store. And then like a year later, maybe it was two years. It was part of iOS it was integrated into the iPhone. Yeah. Cause it was in beta. They released it as beta for a while. It was, it was released with the four S and everyone thought S stood for Siri, but it was just a startup company that oh God, I can't remember where it's Providence was from. It's like, like I don't, it wasn't ex-Googlers, but it was people who came from other companies and started this own company and thought they could make this virtual assistant. And it did a lot of the things that Siri did after Apple incorporated it into the iPhone originally. Things like booking a table with OpenTable and all that kind of stuff. It was really very impressive. <laughs> it didn't have a lot of web knowledge, like when you just ask it a random question and it tells you something from the web right but it did a lot of stuff it was like it was one of those apps that was like this is like magic i mean remember that was like iphone three days (laughs) i don't know for sure but this was probably one of the last major things that steve jobs had a hand in because he died shortly after its introduction but he was obviously responsible for buying the company and incorporating into the iphone but when they had that demo i believe it was scott forstall is like, um, you know, you hit the little button and you're like, do I need a, an umbrella? And it understood, here's why you're asking that question and here's why you might need one. And it pulled the weather report and yeah. asked you com- you answered your conversational. It appeared like, to Whoa. understand that, yes. Yeah. It really, that's a keyword that just right, means, of course. That, that just means give the weather report. It doesn't, it has no idea what an umbrella is, but, <laughs> but yeah, they had thought of all those things and it, yeah, it was really impressive. And that was the end of the impressive bits. <laughs> we're, we're doing this podcast because we're going to talk about Siri features and what we want and all that stuff, but uh, not the history of Siri. But it, there there has been a lot written about that time 
at Apple. And it's like, they thought this was just going to be another cool feature and not be that right. popular. Right. I mean, not, not be unpopular, but just another feature, like something. And it was so popular that they couldn't scale it. It got, they got way too many requests way too often. It was way too popular and it completely collapsed under the weight of everybody trying to use it. <laughs> and they did everything they could to try like add more servers and all this stuff. But it was for a long time there, it was bad. Like you would ask it something and there would be a long pause yeah. but before it answered because it everything was processed online until <laughs> shockingly last year. Even things completely have nothing to do with anything but your device still went online. You had to be online to use Siri. It did it all online. Uh, the architecture didn't scale up well. And then it was like years of trying to both scale a broken architecture that doesn't scale well because that's what people are using and replace it with something new that does work well and scale well uh, with seamlessly without, you know, interrupting this critical feature for everybody. So series had a long, weird yeah. road. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it's hard to imagine now, but Siri was, wasn't just first. It was years before Google Assistant and yeah, Amazon. Alexa. Uh, Alexa came along. Boy, did they and, blow that. Know, when, when we look at like the, <laughs> the market share, well, yeah, because when we look at market share, smart speakers, Apple is barely yeah. ranks. But if you look at market share of people who use, use virtual assistants, I'm sure Siri is probably number one because everyone who has an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac, and, and, and uses it for those things. But it Apple, for whatever reason, just either it didn't see it or it didn't think it was a thing that it needed to see. Yeah. But moving Siri from the phone to the home is where it completely and totally dropped the ball. And in many well, ways, still even is. before that, when Alexa launched uh, and when Google Assistant launched, they were much better than Siri. They understood you. They they, 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 were, yeah. they understood your speech better. They did a lot more things. And they gave you answers to stuff that was random from around the web, whereas Siri was really focused on like a na narrow few categories of web information like sports scores and stuff and weather and things like that and not general knowledge. Apple just did not see that coming, uh, shockingly. Like There were just yeah. years and years where Siri just didn't really seem to get new features at all. And I know they were working really hard behind the scenes to just like make it work and build an architecture that works and stuff, but they did not, you know, they did not think that somebody else was going to not just compete with them, but they were going to be aiming ahead of them and deliver something. And now, yeah, like you said, I, I think it's way, I, it's not even close anymore because one, there are just more Android phones in the world, way more, you know, <laughs> as many as there are iPhones yep. and stuff. And, and they lost the smart speaker thing. It took them way too long. And then when they finally came up with a smart speaker, they aimed it at music and it was too expensive and everything, you know, they should, the HomePod mini should have been their tip of the spear on that. The first one. Yeah. And then come out with the, with the higher end. Yeah. For people who really want, know what it does. who it's all about music. Yeah. But yeah, those uh, $20, $30 Echo deals, that's Apple doesn't, yeah. Apple doesn't have that. You know, Apple, Amazon sells a ton. I have Echoes in my house that I don't even, I haven't even opened out the box because they were like, oh, it's $20 for Apple. <laughs> And they're just sitting in a, in a, in a, in a drawer because they're, they were so cheap and so ubiquitous that, you know, they practically gave them away. Some In some cases, they literally yeah. gave them away. It's been a tough road for Siri. And it's been only recently that they've started to make 
major improvements like doing a lot of offline processing, which really speeds things up and it's good for privacy and stuff like that, and adding a lot of sort of things Siri can do. So where do you, how do you feel about where Siri is today? Yeah, I mean, I used to criticize Siri for, so Amazon has, I think they're called Alexa skills Mm -hmm. and Google has actions and you can like kind of interact with apps and make things that happen. And yeah, they're kind of like plugins for other services where you say, uh, I used to have one for the Harmony remote and I would say, I would say Google, you know, tell Harmony to blank and then it it kind of sends your command off to the uh, plugin command thing. And yeah. Right. And like Roomba has them and the lot. Yeah. That is one of those things things that, that that Apple doesn't do. Doesn't do. And, you know, over the years I've used those things less and now I don't even really use them at all unless I absolutely Mm -hmm. have to, unless it's like a plug that I have that, that needs the plugin to work with Alexa. My biggest complaint isn't just with Siri. It's with the entire smart digital assistant landscape. They're not really any smarter than they were in Siri's yeah. case 10 years ago, in Amazon's case, whatever, eight years ago. They, you know, I I had I literally have them in every room of the house. <laughs> I have I have all of them. I have Siri, I have Alexa, and I have Google Assistant. They're all over. I use them for lights, yeah, <laughs> routines. Um you know, weather, my, my son asked for the weather when he's going to school, excuse me, he needs a jacket, things like, and it ha- hasn't evolved past that. It's still just those basic things, timers, yep. how many, how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon, yeah, things conversions like that. and stuff and, like that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if Apple's looking, waiting, researching what, what the next use is, what the killer feature mm-hmm. is, so to speak. You know, they, we call them smart speakers. They're not very smart. Yeah. They they do a a program set of set yeah of the they always talk about how it's like natural language processing it it really isn't they, it's that no. that term has a specific connotation it's kind of been abused so much it doesn't anymore but it, that means that you understand what the words mean and almost nothing does that's super cutting edge no. like machine learning research um, it, it understands it it deconstructs. The sentence that you say, it does speech to text, deconstructs a sentence into like verbs and adverbs and nouns and stuff like that, yeah. and then just picks what it thinks you're asking based on those things. And and they're all keywords. They don't know what any of these things mean. I feel like Siri's gotten much more competitive in part because, like you said, these things aren't really evolving beyond those features start playing some music, do whatever, you know, these, Mm -hmm. those things that you said that they, they've been doing for a while, they're getting better at doing those things. They're getting a little more flexible at doing those things, but not a lot more. And and Siri's catching up in the sense that like, boy, the offline processing was a huge, huge deal for things that don't need an on an answer from online, like the weather being able to say, set a timer and it doesn't have to go anywhere to do that is an important step. Uh, and things yeah, like sure. they've improved like multiple timers and stuff like they were way too late on those things. <laughs> I would ask about it when the HomePod launched. I asked the PR people about that. They gave a PR answer to say that it doesn't, but they also seemed flummoxed about like, why would you do this? I'm like, do you not cook? Right, right. Like, <laughs> or have more than one person in a house. Right, there's a million, million reasons. reasons, you know, and you give it these, so yeah. you multiple timers and give them names and stuff. And they, it does those kinds yeah. of things now. 
But even that stuff, it's more convenience. Yeah. It's con- it's a convenient speaker, yep. not a smart speaker. We don't have Alexa in the house, we, but we have Google Assistants and we have HomePods. And one of the ways we use the Google ones all the time is to kind of give search results, essentially. That mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's nine times out of 10, it's, can my dog eat this? Because we're about to give her some some food. Mm-hmm. So we so we ask, can dogs have broccoli? And, and Google will give an answer from the web. From a website. Here's here's what I yeah, found they'll on say the web. Yeah, they'll say at akc.com, yeah. they say, you know, right, uh, right. something. And who knows if that's accurate or where the – But they tell no you it came hoping. from the web, so you know. Uh, it's just giving me right. its top right. web result, and it's from American Kennel yeah. Club or something. That's fine. I've noticed Siri in the last, I would say, year has gotten much better about that. They're doing a lot more web crawling and pulling a lot more general – question and answer data from the web. They've always like from day one gone with stuff like how tall is the Eiffel Tower and things like the you know, stupid trivia stuff. But there's a lot of things that people just want to quickly know. And uh, I would say Siri's gotten a lot better at that just recently. So they're getting there. I think a lot of Siri's problems are tied into Apple's general problems with smart home where they just don't have as many supported devices. Like their whole approach to the mm-hmm. smartphone is way more restrictive. And therefore, a lot of the smartphone home stuff you want to buy, you have to see if it works with HomeKit. Right, which has gotten better. They took away, there used to be a hardware requirement. They took that away a couple of years ago. So it's gotten better. They're still behind though, and they're not catching up. I mean, in order to catch up, they just need to be in everything now. And they're not. Yeah. And the bigger issue is there's a ton of older things that people have that they're not getting rid of that don't and won't. That's that's why they have no... They have no runway left to to catch up. They they have to they, they yeah. get, it, it's now because right. people don't get rid of stuff. I'm not going to buy a new garage door opener, yeah. like <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and and because I mean, for one, these things aren't cheap. Like a plug at when they first came out were twenty five, thirty five, forty five dollars yeah. each. I'm not going to just replace them now so yeah. it works with Cedar. Nope. That's not happening. So yeah, there, there's a lot of issues there, and it's also Apple hasn't really promoted it ever. As like a thing, yes, there's a home app, mm-hmm. and but it's not. You don't see a commercial. If there was a commercial that was, you know, you, where there's a whole, there's a smart home and Siri's doing all this stuff, and somebody comes home and talks about, you know, oh, do this, do that, the other thing, routines like that would. And, yeah, and you don't see a lot of that. They you don't you do see that. them talk about it during their events when there's some new thing yeah. or something like that. But that's that. Sure. That's not at all the same as reaching the general public, right? When when Siri came out, it was oh yeah, was the thing. Martin Scorsese in his everywhere. cab asking a bunch of questions yeah. and and uh, what's her name yep. going? Is that rain? Which we still make fun of to this day in my house. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel, that was it. Well, even the stuff that they do promote doesn't feel like it's doing more to improve Siri's right. quote unquote intelligence and more about its interoperability. Right. I don't feel like. You know the, that Siri has gotten smart. It's it's gotten a little better. Yeah. No, it hasn't gotten smarter yeah. at all. Smarter. They, they just. I mean, yeah. like the like the yeah. the machine learning stuff doesn't appear to really be. I, I don't want to say it's not working because I don't really know what it's doing. The neural yeah. engine and all that stuff, but it doesn't seem to have a a a, a large scale impact on your day to day life right. with Siri. Google Assistant and Alexa have kind of reached their local maximum. If you're familiar with those concepts of what they need to do and they need to to Mm -hmm. go back down the hill and go up a bigger hill to do something more meaningful, to be a more meaningful assistant. Roman, do you find yourself using Siri much or more 
lately than, you know, years and years ago? Or I went through a phase where I tried to use Siri as much as possible, and I would just get frustrated because a lot of it was mostly, not that I wasn't, well, I wasn't getting the answers, but a yeah. lot of it was it was misunderstanding what I was saying. Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten better about giving dumb understandings and dumb answers. Um, I, none of them are perfect, but it's you know it's improved, I'd say. And then I stopped, and then I gave it a little more thought, and went thought maybe I should just try and be more basic in what I ask it, even to a point where now, like, if I want. To set a timer, all I say is, hey. Oh, oh you almost oh, did it. Almost, almost did it. it. <laughs> almost did it. I say, and I just say seven minutes, and it automatically knows that I want a timer. Oh, for seven you don't minutes. even say set a timer for or anything. Interesting. Right. So I even shorten my questions to a point where it's as basic as possible, mm. but. I'm, I, it's, it's, it's also become part of an experiment to see if it understands or what kind of context it comes up when I ask it a really short question or just say a couple of words and see what it comes up with. So I I think to some degree, just with the assistants in general, people who use them have partly trained themselves, like you said, to just like uh, ask it in the right way where we know it's going to get it right. You know? Um, Yeah. And I do that with all the assistants. I've long thought that, um, one of the things these assistants need to do is if, if, if I had a human assistant, I would expect it to learn things about me and then be proactive. And none of the assistants do that stuff. There are like those little buttons that pop up on your phone. Like you called your mom yesterday at this time. Would you like yeah, to call so again? Like Siri's non-voice helpful, assistant really. does do some of that. Um, yes. And, and just some, but you have to be looking, you have to at, be your looking at your phone yeah, and it's some. just some, and, right. and the, the intelligence goes into other things too. Like if you ever, so many people don't use the spotlight search, but if you put drag that down, it, it, the way it suggests apps and stuff like that, like there's a lot of quote Siri that isn't the voice assistant and it's a little proactive, mm-hmm. but I think all the voice assistants, that's where their next good step could be really understanding. Uh, nobody wants to, their stupid assistant to just like start squawking at them when they don't <laughs> queue it up when they don't say anything but well it could even send a text message or, or an email it, there's various to notify it doesn't have yeah, to talk there's, to or, yeah. or light up or make a little ding sound or something or like up. that or yeah, something sure. you, and then you yeah. can just say siri what's up or something if it's got something for right. you you know that you think you need mm-hmm. so that that's i think the next good evolutionary step for all of these things beyond its current sort of local maximum of like doing speech to text, figuring out what you asked for versus on a long list of like tagged keywords and then performing some basic function or search is, is for them to like build a profile, a local profile of you and then use that to be proactive about what you might Mm -hmm. want. Yeah. I mean, we all have routines that we don't even realize and if our phone is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could absolutely learn from that stuff. It's also frustrating that Siri and also the other assistants are different depending on what device you're using. Like, there's no homogenization of Siri. Like, if you use it on a watch or the yeah. car or the phone, it's different. 
you're getting different results. You see like in the car, it drives me nuts. I can't find anything on a, on a map in the car. I have to use, I have to pull over and use the keyboard most of the time if I'm going to do it or, or have, or, or, or have a passenger type it in. Cause I can't, I can't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another step that I think needs to happen. And that that's extremely frustrating. There are things you can't do on the Mac that you can do on the phone. That's, vice versa. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the, the, that, that goes into some of the, like, they don't have the same apps. Like there's just not, the Mac doesn't have a timer. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, what's it, what it can do. But it shouldn't even matter if you're setting a timer. It shouldn't matter if there's an app attached. Just do it. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, what's it going to do it with on the Mac? Yeah. When you don't have it, well, it doesn't have a clock on- timer app. Like it doesn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they some of that is they need to get the same core <laughs> apps <laughs> that Siri works with to make those things happen. But then other yeah. stuff, yeah. Do you guys have any idea? If uh, Apple's approach to user privacy, as opposed to Google and Amazon's approach to user data mm-hmm. and privacy, does that hinder? I think that's a crutch we've, that we've uh, uh, we've given Apple way too much leniency <laughs> on that. I think there's it, it absolutely is a way to do both. There's so much on device stuff mm-hmm. now that I don't think that they deserve that pass. And also, you know, Google and Amazon aren't, they're not exactly like not paying attention to that stuff anymore. True. Uh, but so, I will say in terms of what do you do to train your machine learning? Um, Google and Amazon default to things you say and do, and including things like your Google photo library and stuff. They're like, by default, we use this to train our AIs. Like it's all encrypted, but it's not encrypted on your end and end to end it's encrypted in transit and we have the key and we decrypt it and then we use it to train our facial recognition algorithms and stuff. And then we re-encrypt it and store it that way. And then Apple doesn't do any of that. So Apple's got kind of hard mode in that they have to buy and generate more training data than Amazon and Google do because by default people don't, uh, contribute as much data to their training process. Yeah. But, and Apple does ask, you know, with each, each time you set up a new phone, it says, do you want to share recordings? I'm sure that, yeah, that's, that's literally just the voice snippet recordings, but that's not a lot of other data that they don't train. That's literally just the, that helps them with text to speech. I mean, speech to text that does not help them with, uh, location, you know, stuff and facial recognition and all kind you know, all this other recognizing objects and photos, which is a big thing. Like that's getting better and better. I don't know if you've ever asked your phone to show you your pictures of X, yeah, Y, or Z that's getting better and better, but like that, that training sure. data, they're buying and building that training data and not just using all the iPhone users in the world's photos <laughs> to make that stuff. Yep. Um, but like you said, kind of who cares in the sense that like from a consumer standpoint, like you can't just give them a pass on that. If they choose to make it harder in order to protect your privacy, well, that's their choice to make it harder on themselves. They want to run with, you know, they want to fight with one arm tied behind their back. Fine. But they still need to compete with everybody else on that. So. Again, this is the voice stuff. Maybe even not, but isn't that 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 that, that different? What's called differential privacy, where they kind of take all the data and, and anonymize it, 
and then use it on a, on a broad scale. They, they they do that with autocorrect to to to, to fix. Yeah, it. I, I think that. so Google and Amazon do that too, do. where they just um, yeah pseudo anonymize sort of. You know, yeah, they strip out everything. They they only use little snippets. They strip out everything that could right. be identifiable. But yeah, that's just the voice stuff. That that's really the only kind of user data. Apple is pulling in order to train their train their ML algorithms is the the voice part the part with like what did you just say and not all the other machine learning stuff that goes on in your phone. I guess the ever growing neural engine on Apple Silicon does that have? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess too? I don't know what the hell the neural engine does. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's that's my point. <laughs> um, well, it is required for the on device processing stuff. Uh, that does not work on older iPhones that don't have a neural engine. So even the, even though that version of iOS runs on an older iPhone, it doesn't have that feature. It doesn't. Um, so that's part of it. it. It's almost impossible to talk about without going into a, like a whole primer on how machine learning works, <laughs> like yeah. training versus inferencing and all this other stuff. But the training requires an enormous amount of compute power and bandwidth and everything else and it happens on huge server farms like on the back end and then they it creates a a profile that runs on device that is what the neural engine part does and that does a million things on your iPhone like it, it it's Siri but it's also it plays a huge part in how it combines a bunch of bunch of images into one image on your when you, every time you take a photo right. and spatial audio and how you turn your head and and it's how spatial audio works and just like a, they do a jillion things with it right it's it's there's probably no part of ios that it does not touch in some way it'll be really interesting now that the mac is switching to apple silicon and they have a neural engine on newer macs to see if macOS starts to really take advantage of some of these things. Because it hasn't so far. I think probably the Photos app makes use of the neural engine to do faster what it does, what it used to do on just an Intel chip, you know, processing your photo library. It probably goes a lot faster or something. Well, yeah, that ultra chip has like what, 30, 32 core neural engine? With like yeah, because it's got two million separate trillion operations a second or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I see that on the Mac side, and I think, oh, that's nice. And then I see it on the iPhone side, and I think, oh, I wish it would be larger because I know the, the iPhone uses it yeah. more for, for the reasons you just said, Jason. Whereas the Mac still needs to figure out how to take advantage. Yeah, they're of doing some, some of their. Things with the new webcam processing uses it, and you know, yeah, uh, I'm sure it's used to speed up stuff in iMovie and Final Cut, and things like that. But it, core everyday use stuff, you know, uh, I it, it's not obvious. Yeah. It's it's not it's not one of those things where like as a regular user cons- consumer, you go like, oh wow, this is a magic thing it does that it doesn't do before. It's kind of just things are going faster. That's not right, and not necessarily noticeably yeah. faster either. Or maybe they are. Just, like, you know, there's no way to separate stuff. it out. There's no way to go like, well, how fast would Final Cut run if we could disable the neural engine, but still run on Apple Silicon? 
Like we, we just don't, we don't have any of that because there's also video encoders separate, like there's so many coprocessors and stuff in these chips. It's hard to say. Oh, we haven't been hearing any rumors or anything about any series and Siri improvements for WWDC. Literally for the last 10 and a half. <laughs> no rumors whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there kind of is in the intersection of Siri and HomeKit in that there's this sort of persistent rumor that Apple's building HomeOS, the way that it separated out sort of tvOS and watchOS, and they're kind of based around iOS, but also their own thing. Uh, and that would presumably run on home pods and other new home devices. Cause they're supposedly making something that's like a sound bar. That's like a combination Apple TV and home pod. That's a sound bar. And we've said long for a long time, they need to make a home pod with a screen and stuff. So the home OS would have, that's also also Yeah. Weird. To be happening at some point. I'm just a, basically an iPad with it. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm afraid that. So, if that device were to come, I don't think it would really move the needle. It would be nice. Well, it depends on what it costs and all this other stuff. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. But even it, let's say it costs 150 no. bucks, which it won't, <laughs> but let's say it does. And it has a seven inch uh, liquid retina display and it's, you know, a nice, you know, it's mm-hmm. a cell top. It just doesn't change the conversation. It would be really nice to have a nice interface. It would show your album art and, you know, like yeah. iTunes visual things when the music's playing and stuff. Otherwise, maybe. I but mean, I, don't think I so. would want one in my kitchen where I have my. Sure. Thing, I would want one but- too. I, I have a I have an an echo an echo with the screen, but it's just an, it's an I'll echo. Tell you with what the could change the conversation though about these, uh, but both of these, both these supposed yeah. soundbar and thing, they were they're both supposed to have a camera in them and do FaceTime. Yes, and that is yes on a completely different level than all the other um, smart home things. Well, they, uh, they do that. The Alexa does that. Right. That Facebook portal yeah, thing does that. And, and yeah, exactly. Facebook portal, but that's not a popular video chat no. service. The, well, the Alexa one isn't. Yeah, Google's Duo uses. thing isn't. The, the popular video chat yeah. services are True. on phones and haven't made the jump it's to face- smartphone. FaceTime is the only one that's kind of a household name. Right. That, and if you can For make sure. the leap to being in your kitchen, being on your living room TV, that I mean, sh- imagine showing those commercials or you FaceTime somebody on your TV. No, no, and, like and, and that, that, that would, would be great. But what does it do for Siri and the overall smartness? Of yeah, I'll let that helps get nothing. it into people's homes, That's the which thing. helps. Yeah, it does. Great. It does. It makes HomePod the centerpiece that it, that it mm-hmm. isn't right now. And I agree with that. It would, be, it would be a cool device. And if it was priced right, even $200, $250, they'd sell a ton of them. But there's still the issue of Siri doesn't do enough. To be the the kind of the centerpiece mm. digital assistant, I don't yeah. think. But to Roman's point, WWDC is coming up in a month, and yep. there will de- definitely the new iOS and macOS will definitely have new Siri improvements. It always does. They always take a yeah. little moment to tell us how much better Siri is than he than some mythical time in the past. Right. <laughs> like they never give you a, a, a good comparison. Right, right, right. And then, yeah, it's gotten a billion times smarter than when it was launched. Like, yeah, it's, right, yeah that right. was a decade ago. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Right. 
And, you know, it's still waiting for that. As Steve Jobs uses it all the time, the, the killer yeah. app, the killer purpose, the killer reason for yeah. its existence. I can look up a weather, the weather. I can look up anything. So it's convenient to use Alexa and to use these other, these yeah. other uh, uh, assistants. It's just, I don't feel over 10 years that we really have a, a, like a reason that if we took Siri out of our lives, anything mm. would change. And I think that kind of needs needs to be the 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 measuring stick for for an assistant. Assistant should be someone that's in something that's yeah. indispensable. And Siri just isn't. Neither is Alexa for that matter. I can turn the lights on myself. <laughs> I just don't like to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've gotten to rely on it for certain things like like that, like the certain home things. Yeah, me too. I... We always make the joke that if the power goes out, nothing works in my house because everything is tied to yeah. something. <laughs> it's true. Um, even even if we don't use assistance, we have smart lights that like yeah, like, all, all where, of the Where's yeah. my light switch? I don't know. Yeah, right. Lights and, and locks yeah. and and all those uh, you know all that stuff. I just bought a uh, a weather station for my backyard. My wife's like, "Well, why do we have this?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> like, like like my entire house is connected to something. I think I, last time I looked, I had like like seventy five devices doing something in my house, but. None of them are smart. They're all just kind of there and they're convenient and they do my things and they, you know, the lights are great and I can say good night and everything shuts off at yeah. once. It's, you know, it's convenient. It's not smart. It's it's a very, very evolved version of the clapper. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I was right. joking with my wife the other day that um that should work. I should just without saying the trigger word to wake up. Uh, Siri or Google or whatever, which I'm not going to say to avoid doing that to our listeners. I should just be able, I should have a, yeah. an option. I can turn on clapper mode where I can clap that, yeah. twice and it would, uh, and uh -huh. it will turn on and off the lights that I designate. I like that. I don't know how smart that is. No, it's not, I mean. a, it's not a brilliant <laughs> smart thing. It's just a feature I want. I just want clapper mode where I just say, these are the lights yep. that are attached to the clapper, turn clapper on. And then when anybody goes clap, clap, it turns them on or off. I will say this about um, Siri. Every other thing in my house, all of a sudden, like thinks I summon it and starts saying something. <laughs> Siri doesn't do that. Like, I don't know if it's the, if it's really good at recognizing the specific, the specific cadence of mm. that phrase, or if it's just a phrase that's not, can confuse with another right. phrase, but it, it doesn't, it never really, or never, I don't want to say never, it never triggers itself without me like physically needing to do so. So there's that. It's definitely happened with my HomePod, but it, I think it happens less than with my Google assist, assistants. Um, yeah. We just recently ran two stories, one on like Siri functions and tips and stuff that most people don't necessarily know exist um, that could be useful. And then the other was just like f funny things, like fun stuff you can ask or, or tell or anything. Was there anything in either of those that really stuck out at either of you th that just said, oh, I don't use that or, and I, I didn't know it could do that. That's great. Or anything. I didn't know the airplane thing. Yeah. I didn't know that you one. You can either. ask what's, what's flying overhead. I don't know how often I'll use that. We're not in like a, like a, like a, uh, like a path where we get airplanes very often, but we do sometimes. And that that's 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 pretty neat. Yeah, that that's one. from Wolfram Alpha, but it understands what you said. And yeah, um, 
it'll tell you the the flight number and how many degrees up it is and stuff. So you can go, oh, it's that one. And it's yeah, I didn't know you could ask it whose phone it is. Like I found yeah, I somebody's. Either. I don't know how often that's going to come I, in handy either. But I found somebody's that. iPhone at the gym. It must have fallen out of their pocket while they were doing something. I'm I'm holding it and I'm looking around. And nobody's like claiming it. And so I brought it up to the lost and found. It would have been nice to say whose iPhone is this, and then I could have just yelled out, like, "Hey, Steve, Steve, your phone." You know, I use the uh, the song ID thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also use it. It's on my phone. It's, it's on the phone. It's in control center. Um, I, I, I do it there as well. That one, that one works really well through, through mm-hmm. Shazam and the password one I use if I, cause it's a pain to go to jump three steps that was, to find the password. So if you just ask. Yeah, that was the too. reminder that I uh, had forgotten about. I, it's like, I knew that existed and then you pointed it out, Mike. And I was like, oh yeah, that, because I, I keep forgetting that I can do that. And it's super helpful. If you're yeah. on a Mac or something like that, it's going to autofill things. But if you're in a sometimes a different browser that doesn't autofill or doesn't have that password, or you're on a go to a different computer or something like that, it's just so handy just to say, "Hey, what's my password for this?" and yeah. it jumps right to it. And sometimes it doesn't fill in. Sometimes you just need it for some yeah. other reason. And yeah, it's it saves you like at least five or six taps and then like typing and stuff it's 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 that one's one of the ones that saved you at least like 20 30 seconds it's good that and i I always forget that there's a lot of modifiers you can do for something like you want to play a playlist on shuffle you can say play you know workout mix on on shuffle and it'll shuffle it or you can actually be listening to an album or something and just say play the uh, shuffle this or something and it'll shuffle from your straight playback But that goes to a lot of things. It goes to making calls on speaker and just like almost everything where there's some other mode you could be in, you can tell Siri to do it in that mode and it'll get it. Yep. You want to do walking directions instead of driving directions or whatever, you know, biking directions, all that stuff. So there's there's a lot of that that I always forget that I can do and I would I would use it if I remembered. Yeah, the one thing I use very most for is to set timers when I'm cooking or doing some other thing and I need to set a timer. That's, that's what I use it for the most. I, yeah. That's, that is the number one use of that and just turning lights on and off the number one use, but we use Google assistant because it has a screen and when I'm cooking, the screen mm-hmm. is indispensable to me to be able to mm-hmm. have information up there, not just when they tell it to me but just to be able to look over at it, whether it's a recipe yeah. or how much time is left on the timer or whatever. Yeah. The, the cooking is, is a huge one. I, I also have an Alexa with a screen or echo with a screen in my kitchen. And that's one where HomePod just won't cut it. Like I would never put even a HomePod mini in my kitchen. Cause it's not the way I would use it. I put it, I have another, another yeah. rooms, but yeah, Apple is missing a major, yeah, I'm not going to ask my assistant six times how much time is left on the timer because I can't look right, at the screen. Right. And my hands are full exactly, with right. hot stuff on the stove. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the room where I use where, where people use it most because of what you just said. Like you're cooking, your hands are busy. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to like put it down, pick up your phone. And so uh, HomePod with a screen would be tailor made for, um, for that stuff. But, you know, it does it right now. Siri doesn't do that stuff. 
like it doesn't do recipes. It does like uh, Amazon taps into Food uh, Network and Google has its own. It kind of does. I think it can read you the next step. Kind, and it stuff like does. that. Yeah, but I would, think you're right. But Apple would right. need to. Uh, if you yeah, do it on your phone, phone, you don't get an, a, a nice, elegant, easy to read info card of your recipe that that's, that's they, they that's need. They would need to yeah. roll that out. They would need to, the, the whole UI would need to be rethought for because it's like a small screen, yeah, which is a where ten that, foot UI. So they can't just slap the i the iPad UI on there and call it a day. No. Yeah, that, that's where that Home OS likely yeah. comes into play. And I'm sure it would look nice. Sure. I, yeah. Know, I hope it would look nice. But there's 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 things that it needs mm-hmm. to do in order for it to be successful. FaceTime obviously is the big one. But those uh in the kitchen, a home uh, a display, a smart display or smart speaker with yeah. a display is just the best. Are there any of the uh funny things that Siri can do that you uh, guys get a kick out of? I don't know. Maybe I'm humorless, but I don't really give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you ask it to tell you a story. It doesn't. It's a. It's a t- twisted, funny version of the story. It's not. Yeah. It's not the re- the real story. It's Hansel and Gretel, but it's like a funny modern twisted version of Hansel and Gretel, right? Things like that. Um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that kids are really into all the time, and think are fun. Um, yeah. I like that they have. You know, plenty of pop culture references and movies and stuff that it gets. Like you can tell it seesaw motor functions and, you know, like it's in Westworld and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that it has a personality. I think it needs to continue to yeah. and have more of that. Do you guys have a favorite voice? I have been using the the, the new one. The new voice, non non-binary. Yeah, the new non-binary voice. Um, yeah. I do like that voice. I find uh, it sounds I, kind of young. I found it, it's it almost sounds like Siri's like a it feels like Siri's like a 13-year-old talking back at me, kind of. Because it has a very young sound to it. Um I, I also used to always love the um like the the Irish in- accent English version was fun for some reason. I just love the way it sounds. Um, I find myself always going back to the default, though. Yeah, I use the default as well. On uh, on, on Alexa, I used for a bit. Um, I, it might still be there, but I haven't tried it in a while. They, they, they had so oh, yeah. voices. And Samuel Jackson was one of them, which was hilarious because he would curse and stuff if you if you put the explicit mm-hmm. thing on. Uh, so that that was fun. Otherwise, yeah, I just use the default for everything. Did, that, did that work for... <laughs> All the stuff that it said, or was that just directions? No, it was a it was a specific yeah. set of things. Like the weather yeah, was okay. one of them. Um, music, music was one of them, but not not every song. Like it would, it was it was a canned series yeah. of responses, but yeah. it was funny. Like you would say, like, "Hey Sam, what's the weather?" You'd be like, "Oh, you're asking for the effing weather again." Like it was funny. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, there's only so much. I don't think Apple. I don't think Apple. No, and there's only so far that'll go (laughs) before you're just like, all right, but I I do want the weather because it's just like you know. I did, and I shut it. I shut it off for that reason. Like it was it was novel for like a week, and I said, all right, yeah, enough. Just just the answer. (laughs) Or I didn't shut it off. I just stopped. I stopped using it because they they were they worked in like tandem. So instead of instead of Alexa, you would you would you would say Sam, so it knew which one you were going to. But yeah, it was just silly, and Apple will never. I don't think they'll ever have celebrity voices for Siri. I don't even think Amazon has them anymore. I, I think I, 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 I think it I, actually cost me like a buck or something. Yeah, and I think I just read something about like Snoop or somebody having one. But I think it's only for certain oh, okay. things, like you said. 
like maybe directions or something like that. Oh, they, they, no, they do have them. They have Samo Jack to steal. Oh, now it's five dollars. That's that's a little steep. I don't think I'd pay five bucks. <laughs> they have Shaquille O'Neal and Melissa McCarthy, and that appears to be it. Just those three at the moment. I, I, I guess they they rotate because I know at one point they had John uh. Legend. I think the Samuel Jackson one has ninety three thousand reviews, and the others have only three thousand. So apparently, it's it's lost it's lost its appeal. <laughs> Either that or Sam Jackson's. Real I think it's probably the most popular one because it curses at you. I'd like to hear the Snoop Dogg one. Ask it how to roll a blunt and things like that. <laughs> we should have a podcast on Snoop Dogg. I have a lot of thoughts about him. <laughs> that'll be that'll be next week, people. <laughs> I feel like he would do the podcast if we asked. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I thought I heard him. Well, now we're talking about Snoop Dogg. I thought I heard. Uh, an excerpt from a podcast saying that he gets paid like a quarter mil for an appearance. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. No, there's no question yeah. about it. So, yeah, he's he's tearing. It's funny how, like, the in the course of my lifetime, what Snoop Dogg started as and what he's become. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't end where where I thought it would. But hey, no. here, here, here we are. We went from serious Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple articles on our website as Jason mentioned these are about Siri they're not about Snoop Dogg uh, it's uh, the incredible useful things that you can do with Siri and the uh, funny things that Siri uh, will tell you uh, check those out on our website that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast episode 791 thanks to Jason Cross thank you thanks to Michael Simon thank you sir and thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.